Hello and welcome to the Legends of Tabletop Podcast. We're getting ready to jump into Cthulhu Invictus tonight. We're going to be playing a brand new scenario uh, tonight. Again. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> um, and I say tonight, but it'll probably be like the next 14 sessions because we never finish any of these things in a oh, timely God, fashion. <laughs> let's hope not, but okay. Uh, so last session... Uh, it was the end of our Bronwyn saga. Dorina came running back to the cabin in the woods, exclaiming that Herminius was dead, which was horrible for everybody, but yeah, especially Herminius. matters, you know. <laughs> so we, we go in, there's mist coming out, there's creepy kids saying that we're going to come and get you. We jump down into the hole because the seal was pushed over to the side. Jump down, we get attacked by undead kids just chanting in Brythonic. That was super creepy. Uh, follow the, uh, the the cavern down. You can hear a hammer banging on metal. Uh, Jago, the uh, the other um, uh, minstrel, was down there. Spoilers, he wasn't a minstrel. I guess it's not spoilers because you probably should have listened to that one already, but whatever. Uh, he was trying to uh, open up the, uh, the the brick wall that was uh, sealing Yugolanok behind there. Uh, you could f- just feel the madness and the all the stuff going on. So we, uh, well, I, we didn't really do that much, but but Matt, who was playing um, uh, Votimus, just like gored the shit out of him with a spear, made made pretty quick work of him, which was fantastic. Uh, Dorina tried to also pick up the hammer and wail away at the wall, so she was bodily carried away. Uh, where she regained her senses outside of the cavern. The, um, uh, fuck, what was her name? The the Fey Queen Domna. I'm not flipping through all the pages. I can't remember. Anyway, she came out and, oh, Herminius came back. Duh, forgot that. Uh, so Herminius came back, clearly not dead. I don't know what Dorina was talking about. Uh, but we, we settled up with Bronwyn. She said she had to stay. Um, wanted her her daughter to stay with the family. She was going to be getting married soon. Um, we did, uh, Macrion uh, took a letter for her to give to the gardener, and uh, he was interested in what the land looked like, so he might be making a little bit of a move. Uh, the family was uh, upset but understood the situation. Uh, we'd made up a story that, uh, or she made up a story, that she had to uh, attend to some relatives who had become ill, and uh, yeah. That's, that's pretty much it, I think. Um, yeah, that that I think that covers it. Okay, so um, you are there, you know, finishing up with Bronwyn and her family. You've gotten your reward. You're you're back at, uh, you know, they understand, and uh, you know, they're not happy to lose her, but they totally understand. She was a freed woman. You know, she had a family emergency. You know, the fact that she is alive and well and that promises to see them again, you know, that was enough. So you're generously rewarded and you're told that, you know, the family will recommend your services to others, you know, like like you need more of this. But, you're right. <laughs> um, just just to clarify, what what is generously war- rewarded actually translate to? So, well, Macrion? <laughs> it was a hundred sesterci a day. Now I don't know how many days we actually were were at task, and then five hundred sesterci on top of it. It was I think we were three days before we left, 
And then we were, it was what, like a five day trip back and forth on a couple of days. I mean, it, it's easily yeah, we two could round weeks. up to a month. We could round we're, up. We're, to- we're, we're, no, we're, we're rounding up to 10 days. It's so 10 days. you all come away with 1500 sisters. Nice. Fine. My sheet. Be good. <laughs> Do we have uh, a Daisy two now, or? So we had purchased a another wagon and cart when we after we got off the boat and we were up there. Mm-hmm. So presumably we sell that before we come back, or you come Did back in the wagon and the cart, and now you have two wagons and two carts, <laughs> right? <laughs> and you can sell one, or you can or you can just stable them here. We'll just start a cab business in London. <laughs> 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 oh man! We'll paint them. We'll paint them black and start a cab business. <laughs> okay, roll roll your luck, Malachi. <laughs> That's my second favorite thing to do. Okay, uh, the hell is my luck here? Oh, um, oh dear God! Of course. Oh, you know, I haven't even touched my luck, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to fail abysmally. Um, oh, I don't. One and oh, I have a ten out of sixty-five. You meet uh, a man named Tygen in a bar, and you're talking about your extra cart, and he is willing to rent the cart from you um, in an effort to start a porter business. Of of moving goods uh, around the city. Where on earth did he come up with that idea? I... <laughs> uh, so uh, he'll take it off your hands and he'll keep an accounting. You can, and he seems very trustworthy. And he says that you know you're a partner in this business and whatever we make, um, I will use. You know, I will pay you to you know work towards paying off the cart and the po- and the pony. So basically he'll give he'll either give you a part of the profits or he'll pay you twice what the, the pony and cart is worth out of his earnings to buy out your share of the business. So he basically takes the cart and the pony off of your hands and agrees to pay you twice what they're worth when the business makes that much money. I mean that sounds pretty good to me. Okay, really, it's just a way for me to hook you into another NPC who's going to have a problem somewhere down the line. <laughs> oh, nice. yeah, I, I figured as much. I, I thought this was much. your way to ensure that we don't completely derail and start a cab company. <laughs> <laughs> which, what is which, wrong which with could that? Happen, what would be wrong with happen? that? Okay, so. The, the adventures we would get into. Oh, I tell you. <laughs> is, is there somewhere in the documents that the pony still has to be named Daisy? That's all I need to know. <laughs> it's called it's the, a Daisy, the, the it's Daisy called, cat it's called It's called the Daisy Cartage Import. Yeah. It, the, <laughs> Daisy Cartage. Yep. Okay, so um, your morning is is starting off quite well. It's a lovely, <laughs> It's a lovely sunny day. And uh, you are in, you know, a guest house on the grounds of, you know, a set of guest rooms attached to the estate of the family you just helped. You're allowed to stay there for a couple of days while you get your bearings. You wake up to the smell of fresh, fresh baked goods. And sitting at the table is a familiar face with a tray of pastries. Is and it a familiar Face. 
Oh. It is. Oh, <laughs> yes, it is. It is Dag. It is Dagna, the uh, uh, the Dama. woman. <gasps> yeah. Oh my god. And again, for a fae, she is the most unfae like fae you've met so far. She's the, I believe, third fae you've met. Um, <laughs> and she's breaking and- the trend completely. So she's there with uh, some baked goods, and she says, I picked up some breakfast, everyone. There's a, a matter I'd like to discuss. Oh, uh, God. How did, how did you get – I mean, did they, did they know you're here? <laughs> she says, the real question is, Macrion, am I here? Oh, man. I well, so arm. that's an interesting question. Yeah. Then. Uh, yeah. So what you're saying is that this may not actually be – uh, so are we sleeping? No, you're awake. Ah, yes, yes. But I may be sleeping somewhere else. Oh, God. Mm. After my first it's, encounter it's, with her, nothing She smiles me. and says, don't think about it too terribly much. <laughs> Herminius will let out a sigh of relief. Yeah. Herminius is going to let out a sigh of relief and goes, oh, thank God. I thought Macrion was going to uh, go on and begin to wax philosophically about whether or not we're all here in there, various states of existence and such. Thank you for not having that. There's an errand that I need you to tend to. Um, very soon there will be someone in need of assistance. In the, in the city of Veronis, to the north of here, you will find... A man with a club foot. He is in desperate need of your help. And if you follow where he leads, and he smiles, she smiles and looks at Darina. Darina will get to do something that she has wanted to do for quite some time. Don't even acknowledge. Just kind of look at her. That's it. And she winks at you and she says, but in all seriousness, it is a, a matter of life and death for both this poor unfortunate man and one other. If you are swift, you can save them both. Uh, yes. Um, we, we did have other matters. To, uh, yes, I'm sure that could probably wait. Uh, we haven't received any further communique from uh, Isco Augusta. Um, what is the nature of the problem? She smiles and she says, oh, it's nothing you can't handle. Anyway, I have other matters to attend to. And she starts wandering out and just over, not even turning around in a flurry of her cloak. She says, Veronis, look for the man with the club foot. Give him what aid you can, and the rest should become apparent. I, but it, if it, we could, then you could probably, it just, ah, oh, shit. And, and she walks out. <laughs> and much like Dungeon Master, she turns the corner and she's gone. I don't, I mean, if she could, why don't, she could have just helped, no? I mean, <sighs> the powers of such, uh, except that she's such not actually power. there. Yeah. Yeah. She's not actually uh, there. One of you at a time, please, please. I, I, it's only so much I can process at once. I'm in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Creatures it's, of such power uh, often have more important tasks to deal with, hence why we are here. I, I suppose I, this is you mean our lackeys. We well, mean we're lackeys. <laughs> we're expendable. I mean, <sighs> Perhaps I cannot debate that. I do not see any reason why I should do anything for this woman or thing, whatever. 
I, I mean, if Herminius was dead, she brought him back. I mean, that's not nothing. If if he was indeed dead, I mean, do we know this is Herminius? I mean, Macrion reaches across the table and pokes him. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, just glance glance at Macrion, like really, and then really look over at Malachi. She did make me out to be a liar. I, I mean, I did see you die. I think then clearly she brought him back. You, you indeed are not a liar. So you did die? Only temporarily. What was that like? I mean, we didn't get a chance to really talk about it. I, Do you guys want to talk feel? about this on the way to uh, to yeah. uh, <laughs> Sure, sure. Okay, we're we're gonna we're gonna skip ahead. This is why it takes seven weeks, Mac. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the journey. <laughs> we can talk while we're walking. Um, so. <laughs> Mounting Daisy One. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> no, I don't know what kind of donkey show you think this is. It's a pony. So, <laughs> so you, you know, hitch up the pony cart with your with your travel supplies, and you travel uh, the road, the long road to Venonis. It takes you several days, and uh, you get there. Um, you're pressing on. It's like it's like dusk, but you're pretty sure you're almost there. And then it's like you keep thinking we've got to almost be there. So it's like, oh, if we press on, we'll go through twilight. And then it's like night. And just through some, you know, misadventure and miscalculations, you end up pulling into uh, Venonis uh, right about uh, about an hour or two before dawn. Can you say where where is uh, Veronis compared to? Uh, hold on, let me. Uh, I will pull it up. Let me spread the fuck is. I mean, that, I mean, it's uh, a, a, you know something of a detail, but I'm just curious. Like, okay, yep. we've got the map. Hold yep. on. He's... On a side note, I'm kind of irked because she claims she knows something I want to do, and I don't think she knows anything about what. So I this want whole to time do. for this few days on uh, travel, you've been bitching about the Fey, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, I have. oh, and then don't even get me started on. <laughs> yep. I am sparing you all the true dialogue. Yes, yes, all yes. Right, let me see uh, I, I generally feel the same way as you know, Darina. I my feelings for the Fey will never be changed after our first encounter. That being said, this woman is a bit different. Maybe it's just because she drank me under the table that first time that I hung out with her. <laughs> You're killing a small. I know. I got it's a whole thing. I gotta. Right. I could fill the time with bitching about the Fey. Yes. Let's talk about the Fey. Yes. You know, uh, Malachi, you took something from the Fey. Do you really hate the Fey as much as I do? Wait. Did you not? I thought you did. I thought you did take something from the Fey. No, I took it from Hermenius. I took his uh, dagger. You did, yeah. I hand it back to you. (laughs) Here. Oh, there's Corinium. Okay. Yep. So we're starting you're down here. To, in no, you're, you're up in Venonis. Oh, so we're going north. Well, yeah. I'm just saying we started down here and we're yeah, heading up this so. way. Yep. Oh, that's right. Okay. We were in Aquasolis. Uh, we went so we all went the way up uh, just to go all the way down to go bar- all the to way To go up all the way back. <laughs> Story of our lives. Mm-hmm. 
Hey, I mean, okay. I'm from I'm from Palestine, so you know, I. <laughs> so you you get there, and town guard has been is actually like at the the gate of Venonis, mm. and like the down the town guard is on the town guards are on alert, and they like um, good evening, travelers. Uh, state your business traveling at this on um, you know at this frightful hour of where are you hailing from and what brings you to Venonis? Venonis? Uh, yes, we are making our way from uh, south, from Aquasullis. Well, clearly this is the road from Aquasullis. And Indeed. who are you and why have you come? Oh, pardon. Uh, I am Herminius Rusticus. Uh, and uh, I am here with my uh, with my scholar and my bodyguards. And we are here to uh, <clears throat> negotiate uh, some dealings within the town. Okay, that is a lie. So roll your. It is a lie. Card. Can you do that? This is why I didn't say a word. <laughs> see, see, but this is smart because he knows he's really good at lying. Uh, what do you need for me? Uh, fast talk. Fast talk. Fast talk. Where is that? There it is. Not great at fast talk, actually. Oh, let's see. That's a 41 out of 35, but I could theoretically spend the luck on it if we think it's important enough. Spend the luck. Spend the luck. I'm going to spend six to bring bring it down to 35. Okay. So he says, well, uh, very good then. And you've been on the road from the south all night then? Yes, for, uh, for the better part of a day and then some. You wouldn't have happened to ha- passed a, a man on a and a woman on a horse had uh, riding hard. And he'll look back at Malachi and Darina. No, uh, nothing. No, we haven't seen anyone. But we were on the road for a few days. We must have seen some people, but I don't recall anybody that stood out that caught our attention that way. No, I mean I was complaining. He says, a lot, "Okay, they but... must have gone." One second. Are, are there other trails? Uh, this seems to be the, the only main road. Have they done something wrong here? Um, are you um, he said that there was a murder in town and uh, a man uh, badly hurt and uh, a horse was stolen right after. And we were thinking that uh, the murderers stole this horse to make their escape. Uh, so yes. if, you, if you've seen no one, then we know that they didn't head south. Um, that will be of help. I'm we saw no that one writing that taste. little bit of information. Okay. Who was murdered? Uh, a uh, a stout, uh, a very able-bodied man. Uh, uh, you would have thought him a warrior, but he was. We were told he was a house guard escorting a uh, escorting a slave on an errand for a wealthy family. A local wealthy family. Uh, no, they are from uh, Londinum. Perchance, do you know the uh, the family name? It's just that we have uh, we have many contacts in Londinum, and I hope that it would not be one of them. They tell you the family name, and it is uh, the House of Vitinius. And you can roll your uh, roll your no your not you know basic knowledge. It wouldn't be an empire. No, that would be if he was like a government official or a famous person. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So it'd just be uh, Edu? 
<laughs> yeah. 72 under 90. Um, the House of Atinius is a very uh, prominent family. They've been involved in politics. They've been involved in the military. They've been involved in building works. And, uh, okay, did anybody make a hard success on that no roll? I literally two points away from a hard. I made a hard oh, fail. If you think it's worth it. <laughs> um, I would spend the luck points for it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'll take the two for it. Uh, the one of the most highly placed slaves, the personal slave of the master of the house, is said to to have a club foot. Oh, okay. I'm trying to think of the best way to make a sign. <laughs> um, so repeat. It was the gentleman with the club foot was the slave that was most likely being taken. Uh, the slave was being escorted. Uh, basically, it was a slave traveling with a guard. Okay. And that but, slave... But this is the sort of slave that would be worth, like, hundreds of, like, tens of thousands of sesterce. This is not... This is almost like your your personal accountant or, you know, your your personal secretary. Um, so your this Jeeves. is some... Right. This is, like, someone very... Um, so... He sent his slave on an errand with an armed with an armed guard to protect him, and the armed guard's dead, and he's then the slave is badly wounded. Okay, um, so I say that the um, the person um, that family in question is actually connected with the people that we're here to save, and that we are actually doing business um, with them. And I ask if they can tell us where they are. He says, certainly, anything for the Vitinius family. We didn't know you were connected with them. He calls over a younger trooper, and he says, uh, I'll take them to Drev of House Vitinius. Uh, they'll, they have business with him. And swiftly now, and he waves you guys through. And they kind of bring you along, and they bring you into a, uh, it, it looks like a, a bakery. It's like a, a shop that's been opened before dawn and there's a couple of guards inside and there's a physician inside and lying on a table is a man with a club foot who's slowly coming become coming conscious in a room full of people i don't know that you would necessarily say why we were here uh i would kind of just lay they didn't introduce us as we walked in we just were let in I mean, yeah um, Let's say background is going to say something if nobody else does anything. <laughs> uh, we didn't, did we get a name? I don't think we did, right? Um, they were told you his name was Drev. Drev. I just made a spot hidden roll, just checking him out to see if there's anything unusual about him besides his club foot. <laughs> besides, besides, besides the that. Besides okay. that. Uh, John, you want to let our special guest star in? Oh, snap. What? what? Well, hello there, sir. Okay, hello. this is my friend Sean. Sean will be joining us for this evening, and he is the slave with the club foot. Hello, slave with the club foot. 
<laughs> and I'm just awakening, you said? Yes, you're, you're just awakening. There are some guards. You seem to be in a bakery. It's pre-dawn. Uh, you feel like you've been kicked by by a mule in the chest. I mean, you, you, you know, you thought you were, you know, that this was it. Um, you, you know, you, well, everything I wrote to you, you, you know. Okay. I, I wake up and they're all standing there as well with the uh, guards. There's a few guards. There's a physician. The physician says, how are you feeling? Don't, don't sit up too quickly. I, I'm surprised to be alive. He says, you're lucky to be alive. It seems that you had a heart attack. And he actually says, try and push against my hands. And he holds like, you know, he checks the strength of your limbs. And okay, I cooperate. Um, and he checks you out. He says, you seem to be okay, but do you have a physician? You know, when you get back, uh, when you get back to London, I would have the house physician look you over. Well, I can't go back yet. Um. They said these people have just come. They're they're here looking for you. Uh, some business with the house. In a, in the background, you give me the boy's name. Never came up. His name is uh, Optimus, Vitinius Optimus. Roll out. Oh, no, that's wrong. Not Optimus. <laughs> oh, now I wish I would have rolled something else. <laughs> Should have saw that one coming. <laughs> His name is Gary. His name is Optimus Primeus. All right. His name is Gary Glitter. It's Vitinius Bumblebee. All right. So, <laughs> uh, do I? I obviously don't recognize them. Actually, you might. Herminius, roll your status. Yeah, I got a high status. That is an 89 out of 35. <laughs> well, that's terrible. That is right. horrible. Uh, everybody else roll your status, too. Because you may have heard of them. You may have heard of me. I am a pretty big... Definitely not heard of me. 15 out of 55. So um, you're not sure about who most of them are, but the... Uh, the, wow. One of them is a very tall, broad-shouldered Greek dressed in scholarly robes. He looks more like a, a, a wrestler, but he's you know he has the robes and the the scrolls and the satchel, and I and of a of a scholar. And uh, you heard that he was traveling through Britannia the last year, and this can only be Macrion, a who's a you know rumored to be someone who. Uh, delves into the mysteries of the unknown, much like yourself. Hmm. Or n not somebody who's published, then. Ouch. Uh, wow. <laughs> um, he, Dude wakes he, up and immediately starts throwing shade. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I assume we just wait while they, you know, check with him and, you know, possibly introduce us. I don't like maybe okay, there's they, a flash so of they, recognition between us. They, the 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 baker comes out and says, um, "We really need to start opening. If if your man is if this poor man is is able to get on his feet, you know, I, I'd like to open my shop if that's okay." And the guards just scowl at him. He goes, "We had an emergency. 
And he says, I understand that, but is somebody going to pay for my door? You did break in here. Is my staff there? Yes. All right, I'll lever myself up with my staff and apologize and start hobbling out toward the door. Uh, Macrion slides up next to you and kind of like, you know, puts a shoulder around to, you know, sort of steady you and pull you out. And he looks to the doctor and says, is is he okay to travel? Uh, not not far, but... He should be. He should be. He seems fine now. He was very near death an hour ago. I can't explain it. I've never seen so sudden a recovery from such a dire state. If you want to roll your Cthulhu mythos, I could tell you more about that. Oh, shit. I got 17 nope. over... Th- wait, 17 over 13? I'm going to spend the four points. I'm not sure you can spend luck on Cthulhu Mythos, but I'll oh. screw it. It's my game. I'll allow it. Um, all right. <laughs> it's up to you. <laughs> uh, that has the, all the hallmarks of ensorcelment, of mat, of a magical attack. To be so near death and to recover so quickly, that's just completely unnatural. Okay. He, he makes a mental note, and he says, uh, what of the other man? He is. Uh, he did not make it? Um, they... Again, they to drive you, you know, heard him screaming, but you never saw. So this is the first you're hearing of him. So I'm sorry, he was uh, he was dead when we found him. Would that be Epidus? Yeah. Uh, did he also <clears throat> suffer a, a heart attack? Um, no, he was uh, someone very powerful. Uh, seems to have gotten him by surprise. His throat was crushed. Uh, uh, he's a strength. Um, would, it, would it be possible for us to to view the body? Uh, just to see if we could offer any additional aid. Uh, you know, of course. Okay. With- the guard looks to you, Drev. He was your escort. So. I'm obviously very upset and almost befuddled at this point. Um, but uh, you you're contracted with the the Tenius's? Uh, yes, we have um, prior business dealings. We happened to be in town when we heard the news. Do you know, have you heard any word of Opimus? No, uh, perhaps you can tell us. We can uh, lend assistance. And he's missing. He, he was in a room with, he's been taking a room with a, a strange woman and, and Epidus went in to get him and then I was supposed to watch the back in case they tried to slip away and that that's when I fell unconscious and now I find that Epidus is dead uh, yes um, uh, perhaps we should find some place to sit and drink and you can tell us your tale you sort of like surreptitiously looks back over to the guards and the, and the uh, physician yeah Herminius will actually turn to the guards and say uh I assume that this man is free to go unless we have uh, you have any other questions for him. Of course, of course. We just wanted to make sure that he was not left alone. But if you're with him, uh, we, we should that should be fine. If you need us, we are at your beck and call. We will take good care of him. I mean, you, re- you realize how wealthy this family probably is, that they're being so deferential. Uh, so you guys are left alone. You can view the body. It is still in the room that Optimus was renting. It's in the room where it happened? Yeah. I'm going to be heading that direction. Are there any witnesses besides Trev? 
No, um, and he wasn't even a witness. He was downstairs guarding the back door. Um, and wait, who was down? Trev was guarding the back door. I was. Yeah, you know, guarding from what? We were afraid that Opimus might try to to flee with this yeah. woman. He's he's away from his family, and they would like him back. Uh, under what circumstances did he leave? Was there a, a fight or something else that happened? I was never told of that. Yes, of course. All right. Well, you do know the circumstances. Oh, all right. So <laughs> you don't um, have to share that if you don't. If want. You, you don't have to share that, but if you want, I can fill them in on everything you know, so that you can all be on the same page. Go ahead, because if I had it, I don't know where it is. Okay. Um, Optimus Vitinius is the third son in the family. Um, he has been relegated to uh, becoming a contract lawyer and an accountant for the family, which, while boring, is very important because he kind of keeps track of their finances. Um, from the time he was young, Drev, you know that his true passion was writing plays. I knew that part. Something his family did really not look kindly on because to write plays, you need to deal with actors and actresses and theater people. And they are the lowest of the low of the infamous. Uh, they're, you know, right up there with gladiators and prostitutes. So they thought their son becoming a playwright would have been an embarrassment. A few weeks ago, he left the house um, and did not come back. And you were sent here to retrieve him because the family had word that his plays were being performed here in Venonis. That somehow, uh, you know, somehow he'd written something worthy of being performed. And word had gotten back that, you know, this wonderful play in the backwaters of Venonis was going on with this troupe. And it kind of got back to them that their son might be the author. Uh, so they sent you guys to bring him back. When you got here, you found out where he was staying and that he was there with a, a exceedingly beautiful woman uh, writing plays for the local troop here. And when you went to retrieve him, that's when all of this happens. Yeah, there's no reason to keep any of that particularly secret. Hmm. Well, just say uh, we have experienced many strange things in our travels as a group. Um, what the physician relayed as far as your condition goes seems to be, whether you may believe it or not, uh, something sorcerous in nature. I believe this is more Herminius's expertise, but... Uh, that is that is what it seems to be. Your your recovery was quite quick. That would not surprise me. Yes, uh, I uh, got the same sense as well, Macrion. Hmm. Yes, excellent. Uh, do you know who the woman was? Not beyond just what I have relayed. It, it was. You, had... you are now in the the uh, rooming house where they had been staying. Mm-hmm. Uh, would have. <sighs> So to investigate, would it be spot and then a cult if we find some weird thing? But start with spot, I guess, to see if there's anything that sort of stands out. Uh, you know, we can is make there... a search of the room. Yeah, like is there a copy? So the room of the is here. There's a body here as well, covered with a sheet. I'm gonna check out evidence. 
Eptius. Okay, the guard, he is uh, stone cold dead. His There's very dark bruises all around his uh, face and neck. It appears that he was strangled, but while he was being strangled, it's uh, clear that his neck has been snapped because it's hanging at an odd angle. It's almost like backwards. So when they laid out his body, the head lolled weird. And it's, you know, incredible because the man is, was built like, is built like an ox. I mean, whoever managed to do this must have had incredible strength. And he was not a man to be taken, you know, unaware. He had some very, he had a very dangerous skill set that made him valuable to the house. Mm. I'm going to compose him, arrange his neck, and at least put him at rest. Okay. The uh, innkeeper comes in and says that, you know, if you'd like your man sent back to Lindenum to the house, we can arrange that, sir. I'm sure my master would appreciate that. <clears throat> we'll we'll get right to that. As soon as you're ready, we'll we'll have some men come and uh, take the body. And they will immediately, you know, they're, so they're there if you have any questions. Uh, Darina, you were searching the room and made a spot, uh, past the spot hidden. I got your note. You see that the room is a mess. The chamber pot is full, hasn't been emptied. There are dishes piled up with like half-eaten meals. There are uh, at least four bottles of empty ink, uh, several broken quills. Um, there's a few pieces of, of very expensive parchment that have been uh, um, like ink spilled on them and they've just been discarded. Um, there's a, a writing desk here and there are maybe 20 or 30 nub candle nubs placed all around it. There's another set of clothes here that's, you know, sweaty. And it, there's a smell of like unwashed clothes in the bedding and the set of spare clothes here. Okay, Macrion, while searching, you find much the same. Okay. Nothing that would relate to the woman? No, not a thing. Not a piece of jewelry, not a shred of her clothing, uh, not a whiff of her perfume. Are all of the quills broken? Because if there's, like, a good... Like, if they're expensive quills, I mean, I assume Macrion would notice that. He would take them. (laughs) Um, You look at them, and they're... Uh, it, it looks like the, a lot of them have just been worn down. He appears to be, um, you know, these aren't like stylus quills. These are, are uh, you know, goose feather quills that he's writing on with. Um, and a lot of them have just been worn down as if they were quite old. But to see so many in one place, it'd be like, you know, this would be what a, a scribe's office would go through in a week. And he's only been here by himself for a week. Okay. Uh, Drev, your yes. uh, your master, the the boy. He, uh, perchance, were you ever able to read any of his works? Roll a luck. Roll a luck. Uh, I made it by quite a bit. Yes, and they weren't bad. They weren't amazing, but they really weren't bad. Um. Had he been born a commoner, he probably would have had a a career as a playwright. But, you know, his family would have never really allowed that. 
he's he seemed good to me uh, beyond even you know me just agreeing with him hmm. um, so uh while i was composing epidius could i kind of make sure there was nothing missing on him or anything that i didn't know about um you know there's nothing missing on him all his, his money was still there his sword was still there and he had a fine blade like the he wasn't robbed after he was killed. Okay. No, okay. Other, no other markings on him but the neck. Right. Um, is, is oh, the there's anything? there's some there's. It looks like one of his hands is broke. It's broken. Like he defended himself. Right. Like before somebody got a hold of him. Um. Like he, you know, he tried to defend himself. Is the um? Is the innkeep still like? Yeah. Sort of in the they're, they're hovering to see if you need anything. Uh, he says, uh, "Excuse me, uh, a question." Yes. Any? How can I help you, sir? Um, with a woman uh, in the room. Did Did you see a woman here? Uh, did she check in? Was her name? Um, <laughs> that's the thing. Um, I never saw anyone. Uh, some of the staff caught glimpses of her. Uh, we heard laughing. We heard her in here. Uh, one of the one of the chamber girls had some dealings with her. Which one? I can summon her, please. And uh, uh, you know, a young girl comes in and she like bows, like you know, how can I help you? My my uh, my master Apamus. There was a one woman staying here with me, with him. What can you tell him? What do you What do you know about him? Uh, she was she is was very she's very pale. She's uh, short, petite, pale, uh, with curly red hair. Very, very beautiful. Um, the kind of beauty that would make, uh, I suppose, roses jealous. She seemed quite taken with him as well, quite protective. She snatched the food tray out of my hand and, uh, forbade me from coming into the room and, uh, said from now on I'm to just leave it at the door and, and knock. You didn't hear him address her? Oh, yeah, I heard him in the background. He was writing. But you didn't hear him use a name for her? She thinks for a minute and says, I believe he called her My Lady Nim. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop broadcast network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.